dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. And it's kind of a, hey, it's a sunny morning out there. Fantastic. You know, I've been trying to put my off time, a.k.a. time I haven't been gaming to good use, mainly beefing up my new new champions, (laughs) my new gangbusters campaign that I'm trying to start, watching a lot of uh, things like The Untouchables, the old TV series. I have seen the movie. That helps, too. Going through some old supplements, and I've been rewriting things for the new system my own stuff mostly but i'm also helping mark hunt there's a couple of supplements out there and trying to change it from the original to gangbusters bx so he can use those and i can use those rewriting is kind of tricky sometimes fortunately it's not all that tricky and we will talk about that after this First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Okay, rewriting old material. I've gone over this before, but recently I've been flooded with a plethora of stuff that I've written. And like I said, a couple of supplements my buddy Mark did. And I want to be able to use it with the new system. So it's a whole lot of, how shall I say this? It's a whole lot of eyeballing and things like that. I'm pulling out my, my GM book for gangbusters, my my uh, graph compo book. And I tend to put anything and everything in there. I've even got some loose-leaf stuff in here that has information that I have to get down in here. And it helps to have an index. That's one thing that... That's one thing that the, the bullet journal thing taught me was an index. Because it's really easy to number pages... And as you go, write them down in the index so you'll always be able to find them if you're not organized. But, you know, eventually you're going to have to be organized. And I'm I'm getting ready to start a, not a well, I don't want to call it a world book because I'm not doing the whole world, but a, a GM's bi- Bible? I don't know. You know, like on TV shows, they have the, the Bible, things like that, the TV, the show Bible. So this would be the campaign Bible, I guess. And it's just a matter of taking all those random notes and putting them into one place somewhat organized. I'm not going to say real organized, but somewhat organized. I've talked about this before on the show because it's, it's, it's gotten to be more important these days. And you know what is funny about these books is that I'm not afraid to write in them, and sometimes I should be. Because information goes all over the place. I do have an index in here that I follow, that I that I write down. But the point is, I may have put some obscure 
point of information on here that I can't find. And so it gets it gets kind of Mickey Mouse a little <laughs> when I'm searching for that one thing and I can't find it because it's on this page over here that I haven't that, that I've, I've indexed but I didn't know it was on there. And that's going to happen when you you do these GM books. You know, originally when you just start, when you start a campaign, just do it. You know, write it down. In, do whatever it is you need to do in the first few pages of the book. Maybe put the venture in there, or if you have a module, you can you know you can write some notes down in there and just do it. Don't you know? No, no rhyme or reason. Just do it. You can organize later, as long as you have it down. Like I said, my my aversion for writing things down in game has really, I'm trying to keep it from jumping up and bite me in the behind. Because I'm looking at this book, and there's a lot of room here for stuff, but I just can't put it in a certain, you know, certain areas. I can't put it in, because then I'll never find it. That's the whole thing. And I'm looking at all these NPCs that are written in the original stat blocks, and I'd like to just permanently go, it's hard to... It, it is difficult sometimes to switch. If you you got the same game and then somebody does a new version of it, and I'm not talking about a new edition because there's always going to be changes in new editions, some radical, some not. But if you get somebody who totally rewrites the game for some for another game system, then you have to go back and like, hmm, I guess I'm going to have to rewrite all this. I mean, I even got an adventure here I haven't run yet. And I've... I don't know. It's just, it's a bit of a pain, but you do that. If you want to do it electronically, electronically is probably the easier way to do it. But, you know, you got to be mindful of that, too. It's easier to, to be mindful to, to, of where you're putting your information. What I'm saying is, like I was just talking about, about how you put a piece of information somewhere, and even if you index it, you... You, it's it's totally it's totally incongruous. For instance, I've got one scenario here that I came up with real fast for my Thursday group called the Blow Off, and it all had to do with a carnival coming into town. And one of the players, they started out in Joe's Diner, and one of the players said, I said, he says, how many people are in the, in the diner right now? It's morning, everybody's having breakfast. And, what, who, who's in the diner? I said, oh, about four people. He says, oh, who are they? And then I had to open my book, and I found the NPC page. And I wrote down four names, and he asked me who they were and what they do. And I didn't see any need to tell him, but at the same time, I don't want him to stop asking questions. So I just what I just out off the top of my head, I came up with four names and four professions: reporter, steel worker, secretary, and mechanic. And they're all in there having various various and sundry breakfasts. And he was fine. And so I wrote it. Unfortunately, I wrote it on the NPCs page. If I had some more room somewhere else, and I was trying to to think about it and not really look at where I put it. I could have put it on a blank page in another scenario. I could have put it anywhere. So you've got to be mindful for those. I've also discovered that when you do that, when you do make notes in game, do it in pencil because you can always move it then. I mean, that's, you know, that goes without saying, but I'm just saying, do it in pencil. 
And so there's going to come a time where I'm going to grab another blank book and just rewrite this whole thing. Rewrite it in here. Try and put whatever I have in here and there or copy it or something like that because there are a few things that, I mean, I cut and paste in this thing all the time. If, I have, if it's pertinent to what I'm doing, I will cut and paste in here with impunity as long as they don't fall out. So, like I said, it's a grab bag, but then the other one I want to organize better. So, that's the thing you have to keep in mind. And now I've got myself trained. Anything in pencil is something I came up with in-game, and then i got to decide whether I want to keep it or not. Because I don't always want to keep everything I write down. I mean, I'm not going to keep these hash marks here for hit points. So, you know, you got to do... It's kind of self-editing. It's a way from coming to... A working book to something of a permanent Bible, not semi-permanent Bible type thing, a world book that you can reference. And then I would have two of them. I would have the world book and then the one, my working book, keep doing what I'm doing in there and noting them down. And then every once in a while, like say every two, three sessions, go back and reference it with your world book and then make changes in that. In fact, you have, to, you have to decide also while you're doing it, while you're making the world book, I mean, you have to decide what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep in the world. And what you, or you, what you want, like I was just saying, what you want to temporarily keep, do it in pencil. Because I do everything else in ink. I, I have a pen, I write it down in ink. And I don't, you know, this book, it's got, you know, I've crossed stuff out and scratched stuff out and stuff like that. So, but the, the, the world book, I want to be able to, I don't want it to be pristine or anything like that, but I want to be able to read it without any difficulty. Now, if I screw up in there on ink, in ink, you know, all I can do is scratch it out. But I try to keep that, in, I try to do all that kind of stuff in my workbook, my working book. So a working book and a ongoing world book is, I think, kind of vital at this stage or at any stage for a game master to do. So I would start with the workbook. Just go with the workbook, play, play, play. And then at one point in the campaign, you stop. Maybe at the end of a campaign. Maybe you're doing, say, a... I don't know, a five-session camp, five or six-session campaign at the end of the sixth session, you start making your world book. Okay, what's going to stick? What isn't? And I do, it the, I do it the same way with an index and numbering the pages. So, that's my suggestion on organization. I didn't know where that was going, but hey, it went an interesting area. I mean, I covered some things I've covered before, but I think I've given you a few new insights. And this is for long-term campaigns, anyway. So, not or, or even medium-term campaigns, because I always like to go back to my old books and look at them every once in a while. Maybe I'll get an idea or something. I go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember we did that. Maybe I should you do that more. So, anyway, take that, use it. I got to start my day. And if you want to talk to me about it or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan, Daniel, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan. Thank you guys. Don't forget Dan Craig's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Y-U-N-G Grognar Podcast, and Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear Podcast here on Anchor. 
So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.